What's going on, people? Welcome back to Hustle Smart. Obviously, we are in we are still in lockdown. So, you know, a slight change to our aesthetics and our surroundings. Um, obviously, I'm at home, Shubh's at home, as you can see. Pod is loaded up on the on the screen. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, like Shubh's how how have you been? Like, how has lockdown been treating you? What have you been up to? Bro, yeah. right now, looking hella rough, hella scruffy. You know how it is, man. But, bro, to be fair, man, just trying to stay positive. Can't really complain, you know, man. It could yeah. be much worse, you know what I mean? Like, just got to stay grateful, look at the positives. Obviously, keep keep that faith that things are getting better. Things will get better sooner, sooner than we think. So, yeah, mm-hmm. man, just kind of, kind of going off that vibe, man. That's really what... That's really how I'm feeling. But, bro, to be honest, man, I have my good days, my bad days, man. Like, some days I can't be asked, man. I just want to stay in bed, you know. Like, having to work from home, like, going into, like, my... I work in my conservatory, so, like, leaving my bed to go to my conservatory is kind of like, why don't I just do work in bed? But I know mm. I'm going to be... I'm not going to be, like, productive. So, so yeah, just yeah, just one of those ones. But how's things with you, bro? I see you're, see you're going to look at Afro now, bro. Oh, bro, it's, it's peak, bro. I haven't had my hair like this <laughs> forever. <laughs> like, it's like I think you can actually probably pick up a, and probably like China bumping. You know I mean, quarantine's long, man. Like, obviously, when it first started, it was like, oh, like, you know, at work. Obviously, everyone's like, yeah, we're going to be on lockdown for a bit, going to be working at home. I was like, yeah, it's light, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over. Fast forward, what? It's been like, what, nine weeks now? Do you know what I mean? Like it's just it's just a bit long, man. Um, and also, so I work from my room. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So literally, I wake up, go over to my desk. Well, obviously not. Go straight over to a shower or whatnot. But yeah. Go over to my desk, and I'm literally from nine <laughs> to about six. I'm just mashing. Do you know what I'm saying? And because it's like lockdown, um, like there's a lot of just work to be done. Not, that there's more that. work, isn't there? More work. It's, it's, it's delayed everything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But like work-wise, I'm just busy. Um, I'm just busy. And obviously, like when you're doing the same thing, the same routine, obviously, obviously, it can like it can impact your productivity. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, like during the day with my team, I just always just try and break up the day just by having those calls, just having a bit of banter, yeah. even if all, even if we're all on one call. And everyone's just mashing the individual work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, just, we're just chucking up banter here and there. Um, aside from that, obviously, I've been trying to learn a new language. Yeah, how's that going? Yeah, it's going all right. Like, I haven't done it in about a couple of days. Um, but, like, so far, it's going all right. Like, I've got my words and phrases down. Um, to be yeah, honest, I'm not Spanish. Nice, nice, nice. So, like, I'm not trying to be a professional, like, mad fluent. But, you know, if I go to Spain or a Spanish-speaking country or I'm in a situation where I need to speak Spanish to understand it, like, I want to be able to yeah. understand what they're saying and be able to just throw some stuff, like, do you know what I'm saying? So, um, that's been all right. And I woke up and I was like, you know what, let me just learn some, like, like UI stuff, innit? Sorry. Yeah, yeah UI, UX stuff, innit? Bro, it's not walking apart, right. man. It's hard. Are you seeing the 100 Days of Design on Twitter right now? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I'm not. I don't really use Twitter like that, but yeah, yeah no, I saw it still. 
Uh, it's dope, man. Right. I've seen how creative these designers are with the concepts. Mm. Yeah, man, it's some some real amazing things coming out of it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a solid skill to learn, man. Bro, oh, I've just been just been jogging as well, been exercising. Mm. Do my do my five k and that. Just yeah, to that, how they feel. That, that's the challenge. Yeah. Well, I miss. Yeah. I miss the weights. Huh? I miss the weights in the gym. Yeah, for real, for real. That's the thing. Like you know me, man. I hate cardio, bro. You know, like mm. just straight, straight weights. But to mm. be fair, just kind of pushing myself, man. Mentally, it helps mm. as well. Do you know what I mean? Like that whole knowing that, like the more I do it, the easier it gets. Like that's yeah. kind, of, kind of how I'm seeing. It. I'm just trying to train my mind as well. If you know what yeah. I mean. What's been going on that? Well, don't, I miss this man. I miss you. I miss the podcast. I miss my, my friends. My like one of those ones. But I think about I think as we head it, as we head into June. Yeah. You know things like things have started to ease up. Obviously, some companies, some businesses started to open. Like the economy is struggling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so sure, for sure. Or it has to be something. How do you think? Um, businesses without an online presence has like felt the brunt of this lockdown bro heavy heavy and and that's the thing like kind of like us being like young gen z born in the digital age like first thing first whenever we come with business idea social mm. media pages then probably a website wherever rather than brick and mortar but like businesses who have been so used to just being brick and mortar without having any kind of online presence or storefront just physical that they've had a huge impact like we saw what happened with Primark and whatnot and people mm. are saying that we can't really imagine Primark having like a website but really and truly you can always adjust your business model to, to fit whatever yeah. you need to fit you know what I mean so it just shows that like with with these kind of situations arising it's always good to be ahead of the curve and always have like your bases covered like it, to, to start an online business is like it's not that complicated, you know. What I mean, you can hire someone to to do that for you as well. But I guess they probably just didn't see the need of it, which is totally fair enough. But yeah. even like that as well has kind of shown like pr- giving some opportunities as well. Like so, you know, the marketing idea as well. Like people are asking for like websites to be created or asking for more digital kind of experiences and whatnot. Cause mm. now people people need it because you can't have physical experiences. You can't have physical um, activation so it's kind of like there's opportunities arising for those who are looking for it or for those who are trying to make things yeah. happen do you know what I mean like a lot of people are being proactive and that's kind of always the best thing best thing to do like so much is going to change from this do you know what I mean so yeah. it's either you actually try and get something out of it or you actually get affected by it as well do you know what I mean so like obviously with um like a demand for people wanting websites and wanting to obviously build their online presence and obviously with people coming to you how have you how have you then be able to package that into something viable so that it's obviously beneficial for the person coming to you and yeah. then also for yourself so do you know do you know one, one thing it is what i learned about sales is always to prove or to show yourself as a problem provider like solution provider like there's so mm-hmm. many problems you always want to come and be able to say you know what, you had this problem, I'm able to solve it for you, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. funny enough, because of me kind of positioning myself as like someone who can solve this problem, when people are looking for people, I can always kind of maybe come up in their heads, but 
not for the whole world or for men, not that many people, if you know what I mean, but for those who I've interacted with, networked with, for those who I've let know what I do, they kind of want to find someone who does that. And when that question kind of arises, they kind of know who to go to. That's why it's always kind of good to put yourself out there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like never kind of hide your businesses or what you do. Always show people because there's going to be yeah, a time yeah. when they need someone who does what you do. And if you're not popping into their mind, you're not speaking about it enough. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure even I could speak a bit more about it to let everyone know what I do, do you know what I mean? But I always try and try and do more high ticket, do the guys who are who pay me enough that I don't really need to do everyone, do you know what I mean? Yeah, just being very, very selective, obviously, knowing, kind of knowing the value of the service you provide and sure. not kind of undercutting that and underpricing yourself. Yeah, exactly, I think, exactly. I think that's very key because, obviously, during lockdown, where people are not not everyone not everyone's working everyone's fortunate to yeah. work um a lot of people can go into that panic stage fight or flight do you know what I mean? yeah sure. and think, oh you know what i need to get my bread let me do x y and z let me let me do x my discount you know what i'm saying but i just think that for people in that position you know if you you, you like if you value your service highly mate definitely it's always good to kind of know what value you bring to the table for example i'm solving their problems by offering them an online website or an online storefront that's going to bring them income especially yeah. in this time do you know what i mean so like i you know i've always said i've always struggled with pricing i'm still trying to figure out pricing but as i've got the ranks i'm kind of making my base price a certain price you know what i mean so it's kind yeah. of like the more you do it the kind of more you can charge for it as well as the more you understand what value you're bringing. If you're bringing in sales, you deserve to earn a bit. Do you know what I mean? Deserve to earn a good amount because you're putting money in these guys' pockets. It goes both ways, do you know what I mean? So yeah, that's yeah. one thing you should always remember when you're kind of pricing whatever. Even like understanding how much like pleasure you're giving to someone or like by say you're a hairdresser, if you're doing their hair for like their wedding or whatever, you need to kind of remember, yeah, it's a big moment for them, but it's also like how they look is super important as well. Do you know what I mean? So you should always kind of make sure you're never under undercutting yourself by knowing how much you your your service is kind of worth worth them to them on that day. Do you know what I mean? No, I agree. I agree. But, but yeah, like even like even me, bro. Like I already started designing kind of websites. Like when I started review plug, like in uni. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. it's kind of like something that I kind of just kept on doing and got better at. Like it's not kind of my specialty that where I specialize in but I know how to create a good website. So it's just showing that anyone can kind of do it if you put your mind to it, or you can start something, or you can just learn something and then package it into kind of a service or, or product, if you know what I mean. So and I feel like this is the best time for people to kind of see what they want to learn or what they can be good at and, and make something out of it. So question, what from your perspective, what, what do you think makes a good website? It's just kind of consumer journey, like how someone kind of goes from A to B whether all the information is where it needs to be. Like if you're talking about, say, um, prices, you don't want your prices to be in, an, in another page where you're talking about um, like other services. Like it's kind of like how, how that word it. So if you're talking about prices, you want to make sure your prices is where it's, it's meant to be, not where your about us pages or, or, or where your blog is. Do you know what I mean? And also kind of like how easy it is for people to kind of go through from, a to B, like how easy it is for people to find out your prices or where you're located at or the products or, or stuff like that. And also kind of like how um, 
the aesthetic look as well, whether people can enjoy being on a website or whether it's a site for kind of sore eyes, do you know what I mean? Like, you don't really want people to see a basic website or not feel kind of engaged in it. And also, like, people, people's minds are quite... People don't have long attention spans, you know what I mean? You want to be able to catch them as soon as possible. So it's kind of being aware of that as well and understanding you as well as a consumer, like, going on a website, kind of what would you like to see, like, what would make it kind of fun? Like choosing yeah. high quality photos, you know what I mean? Like high res images rather than kind of basic images. Shit like that makes a huge difference. So it's kind of understanding that as well. And it's always good to kind of model kind of the best, the best in your in your industry to try and be be on par with them as well when you're kind of creating a website. Because it's so funny, like when you create websites, it kind of dictates like what type of business you are. It doesn't really oh. matter what the oh. customer says. Like if you have a good quality like website, it kind of shows your good quality business. Do you know what I mean? Like if you pay attention to it, if you pay a good price for it to be built, it kind of shows like where you're kind of positioning yourself rather than like, do, do you get what I'm saying? Like if it's good quality, it kind of shows like, okay, this is a good quality business. Like they can charge this price because this is how amazing a website is. Do you know what I mean? So this leads on, this leads on to my next question, right? So, um, we got we got a DM yesterday mm. um, from a young guy, sixteen years old, um, and he said he's currently setting up a, an Instagram account for an, a particular idea he had. He didn't really shed any light on the idea, but um, oh, it's for it's for an app actually. I just saw it, and he specifically asked um, tips on how to gain followers. Yeah. So obviously, kind of being within that digital marketing space, having that experience of review plug, having that experience of building websites um, for, you know, people like this young guy here, you know, is there any tips you can give them to build, build, build followers, make their content level? So when people talk about building followers, it's super interesting because like, for example, we have Hustle Smart page in it. If you yeah. want 10K followers, you could get 10K followers. You can simply hack followers. Do you know what I mean? You can just, Follow, 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 then unfollow. You can do that. But that means you get zero engagement. That's not what you want to do. And this is what I say. It's always important to have impact over numbers, to focus on impact over numbers. Focus on the amount of value you're giving. Have a good engaged audience, an audience that's able to kind of like respond back to you. When you see people with like 100K followers and they get like 50 comments, it kind of shows like how they manage to gain their followers. If you're taking your followers on a journey through kind of like how we started Hustle Smart, where we started as like two two guys just trying to figure things out. We're still figuring things out, but we kind of said, okay, guys, we're starting this journey of a podcast. Bear with us. Then we started giving out value. We started saying to people, like information people are looking for, information that people probably wouldn't research for, but kind of need to hear, or information that people can't find online when they research. So you're giving out tips, you're giving out advice, you're giving out information. That's what people want to see. So when you're able to give them value, people want to follow you. People are able to see a reason to follow you. And then when you're giving them value, they like, and you're having engaging conversation, engaging content, people will engage back to you. They'll say, okay, I 100% agree with this, or I don't, I don't agree with this. This is how I do it. You know what I mean? We're asking open-ended questions like on our, on our post, we do like, oh, what's your morning routine? Can you share with other people what you're doing? Stuff like that. That's when people get engaging. So it's, it's good to have great amount of followers because that means like you can have the swipe up feature or you can get charged for a post and whatnot. But like, mm. it's important to have an engaged audience as well. So 
like he just got to get started really intriguing and the followers will come as long as you're giving them value and a reason to follow you do you know what I mean and if you're giving them content people can reshare as well for example like we started focusing a lot more on the infographics because people like to share things people care about the aesthetic of their page that's why we have a consistent theme on our website do you know what I mean people want yeah. a colour that's friendly so when people share our post it's not looking rubbish do you know what I mean it can look good on their story because like, I, I read the other day that people see stories as kind of like a mood board. Do you know what I mean? Like, me, ex mm -hmm. me for example, when I post my stories, kind of like, this is what I'm watching, this is what I'm listening to, this is what I like to see on my feed, this is what I like for other people to see as well. So it's kind of yeah. going off that vibe whenever you're kind of creating posts, that you're trying to make sure that it's resharable, it's engaging, and it's of good quality as well. So that's kind, mm -hmm. of, kind of what I'll say, say to him as well. And if he wants 10K followers, he can hack followers from all other pages but really and truly you want to build it organically as well as kind of engaging as well yeah I think that's that's the, that's the common misconception yeah you know, people think that a lot of followers equal comments or, or likes mm -hmm. but like if I mean, it's it's a basic instagram formula like if you follow a thousand if a thousand people follow you and you follow them back you know then followers are going to stay mm -hmm. but they may not necessarily Engage, engage with your content. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I've seen, I've seen bare pages like they got like a 5k following, but they're following 5k people. But their comment, they only got like three or four comments. Yeah, there was, there was this time where um there was a there was a social media influencer with like say like 100k, and she mm. could sell 20 t-shirts, and that's because like she doesn't yeah. engage with her audience. Like it's like yeah. say yeah, it's like say yeah. So cool in school yeah you had the popular kids yeah that. Like, everyone knows who they are, but say they don't chat to no one. So say mm -hmm. they started sending, like, how do how I how word it? How do I give a good analogy? So say they started sending sweets in school, yeah, and they thought yeah. everyone would, Or, in fact, say they're going for head boy, and they thought because they're popular, everyone's going to vote for them. And then say you've got another kid in school who chats to everyone, or mm -hmm. who speaks to, like, a good, good amount of people, and you chat to them, you engage with them, you say hello to them, you say hi, miss, you say hi. So you say hi to the year sevens, to the eights, to the year nines. And yeah. now it's time for them to run for head boy and they're going against the popular guy that everyone kind of looks at because they play for the football team or they're the football captain. Who do you mm. think people are going to vote for? The person they know or the person who they, who they converse with regularly or the person that they look up above? Do you know what I mean? Like, so when mm. you're trying to sell products online and you don't engage with your audience, you don't ask them questions, you don't reply to DMs, you don't, do you know what I mean? You don't say how they're on doing, you don't check in with them. When mm. it's time to sell stuff, it's like you're selling to people that you've never spoken to because you just mm. posted them, do you know what I mean? So I feel like people should be more mindful about how they engage with their followers or the, their audience when you're trying to start a business because like, it's hard to sell to people you don't speak to, do you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a very good point you make here because Obviously, shout out my boy, Geo Extremes. Obviously, he's doing his thing, right? Yeah, and yeah. like, from back in the day, from school time, he's had that eye for fashion. Like, he's always been that guy on clothes day. He's coming out with something elaborate, shining amongst everyone else, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, like, what I've noticed is that his, his, his clothing line is more than a brand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, his, the, the brand is, has its, it's like has its own personality. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So, for example, he'll have various pop-up shops, right? And it's very, like, anyone can do a pop-up shop, you know what I'm saying? Yeah? But what he does, yeah, which, which 
kind of, which is outside the box, which I rate so highly, is that we have his pop-up shop, but it's like, when you purchase a product, like, it's like, that's your ticket into the extreme family, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. It's like, cool, you know, so for example, at one pop-up shop, he had this mirror, you know, if, if you bought something, sign the mirror. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, just, just, just things like that, obviously, yeah. kind of helps build the community and, and obviously, and it and what he does on, on on IG as well, he takes people on that journey with him. Mm -hmm. saying, for example, like I'm, I remember he must have went, I think it was China one time. He said, Yeah, Instagram, taking you on the journey with me. Like you're gonna see, you know, how um how I like analyze the fabric, you know, um how I get it printed, type of, type of stitching I use, do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think where he's added his own personality into the, the yeah. to the brand. The brand has just has grown legs and, and has sure. grown its own personality of its own, where people genuinely fuck with the brand. Yeah, he's very he's very personable. He's got like that personality as well with his brand as well that would make you want to buy into it. Yeah. And that's what people that's what people want. People want a brand story, man. People like like I'm sure with us as well. Like when we get those DMs for those guys saying like we love your podcast and stuff like that, mm -hmm. because we have a personality behind it, we kind of yeah. power it by being ourselves you know what i mean like and people like that like that's what i'm guessing anyways i hope so but yeah <laughs> people are saying they like it is because like we're being transparent we're engaging with them we're speaking mm -hmm. with them we're being personable we're being accessible as well do you know what i'm saying and that's what people like so like if you're if you're ever if you're starting a business or you're trying to start a brand or whatever you always want to make sure people can kind of be on a journey with you people want to Support people love a success story, bro. You, you know them ones that when people start like jumping, not jumping on the bandwagon, but they want to support you because they know you're gonna go somewhere. So if yeah. you're giving people the opportunity to, people are gonna want to support your brand. Like we see all the time, like like it's, it might not be the best designer, it might not be the best, the best people, the most skilled people, whereas the people who people want to see win because of how they are, because they're personable or like they got that good vibe and aura about them and. The only way you can show that is through how you market yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? All right, so that leads, that leads me on to my next question, yeah? How important do you think marketing campaigns are? Because I remember, like, in school time and even in uni, I thought, marketing, oh, that's dead, man. Like, what's a marketing campaign? It's just a couple of pictures you just throw it out. Do you know what I'm saying? You just post it on billboards and all that nonsense. Um, but obviously, like, now, taking a step back and kind of analysing... Um, products and analyzing how they advertise and stuff is very creative. It's very outside the box. So, like especially for like a local business, how how important is it that they invest in their marketing? And what what tips can they do? What sorry, what tips can you provide like for yeah. that? So, firstly, marketing is it's so funny. Marketing is like marketing is almost like kind of. Like one quarter of, of one quarter of the business, if you know what I mean. Like marketing is how you draw in the draw in the consumers. Do you know what I'm saying? Sales yeah. is how you close it. But um, when it comes to marketing, sometimes you don't notice it. You don't notice you're being marketed to. When when people are doing competitions, that's a marketing. Market is not always that photo campaigns or like billboards or whatever. Marketing could be kind of a way people get to you. So whether that's whether that's through like having a um, an online competition where you get people to repost things and whatnot, that's marketing as well. But when it comes to marketing, you've got to kind of have an intention behind it that like what do you want to get out of it? Is it you want like X amount of followers back in return or whether you want to increase your sales 
whether you want more brand awareness or whether you want kind of um, to, to, to sell this amount of t-shirts, you've got to have an intention behind it because that's yeah. what will kind of, that's what will kind of guide you into how you kind of go about it. So for example, if I'm a local brand and I'm kind of, so say I sell flowers right now and I'm, I'm a local brand and I kind of want to get out there more to um, the local community. The, the yeah. kind of best thing to do is kind of be able to kind of find your audience, your demographic. And right now everything's super digital. You can find all your audience on, on Facebook, on Instagram or wherever. You can run a targeted ad on them where you kind of go through with your demographic, the amount you want to spend. And the more you spend, the more you're trying to reach the people, but also having good creators that can capture their mind, kind of having something that's thought provoking, for example, like, are you tired of your flowers dying in two days? And stuff, something like that, something that could get the mind ticking where they're like, okay, cool. My flowers are always dying in two days, but what makes these flowers better than the ones I'm buying at Tesco? Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that way you're also able to kind of now draw people in. That's how you create a funnel. That's kind of how, how it works. But also you can also do influencer marketing. For example, people buy into people like we said earlier. So if I have mm-hmm. someone like, say I have a photo of like a, not a granny, but someone who's quite famous in the community who's mm-hmm. like sharing her kind of where she gets flowers from. And then people are now going to say, oh, wow, those flowers are beautiful. Where did she order them from? And that way people now go and research you. So it's kind of knowing how you want to go about it and different techniques there are out there yeah. because it can, it can really bring more business in. And that's what people should be focused on as well. And especially yeah. in this digital age, there's so much power you can get in social media. People are making like, huge amounts of social media. Like the other day, like I'm, I'm sure you saw it as well, the girl who she sells beauty products and she sold like, she got a million in like eight minutes. Do you know what I'm saying? And, it, and it's crazy, but that's also because she's heavy on her influence marketing as well, as well as she's giving out value. She's showing people how she beat her acne. Do you know what I mean? She's showing people how she like gets her, her skin to be glowing and whatnot. So it's kind yeah. of like, bro, like everything's online kind of now. And it's kind of like, it's a shame that Corona kind of made people kind of see that this is where the world is moving. But it's like, I don't know, man, like, well, we're in this now, so you can't really be ahead of it. But now I'm kind of seeing the new future updates with like AR, like artificial reality or visual reality and where things are moving. People want more digital experiences. So it's now mm. time to really tap into what's next and seeing what's going on. And listen, mm. I'm not different to, to no one else. Like I read this, these things, I follow people who talk about these things, you know what I'm saying? And there's a, there's a whole lot of information out there that people can tap into and people can see more about to really get to know what's going on and how they can improve their businesses as well. Like, yeah. it's, super, it's super important for people to kind of have have this kind of knowledge and information just to help them get to that next level in their business as well, do you know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, it, no it's, it's interesting. How, how's things on your side in, in terms of business as well? Um, bro, like, I have a million ideas a day. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, not all of them are good. Um, do you, do you write had, down your ideas, by the way? Huh? Do you write down your ideas? If they're not good, I don't write them down. Because, um, like, like you said, you have a million ideas a day. Sometimes it's just better to write them down, park them there. Do you know what I mean? Just leave them, come back to them in the time right. Because if you're chasing so many ideas, like you'll never really get the best out of one. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're giving ten yeah. percent to like ten ideas, you would always get ten percent outcome. 
Whereas if you're giving like kind of 70, 30 or 100, like it's, it's a much different out- outcome as well. And I say that because I see the kind of like when people start a business and, and then kind of start another one and it's kind of like you haven't seen the full potential to where the first yeah. one you go to. And that's what happens a lot of the time. It's kind of like chasing shiny eggs. Like sometimes you just kind of had to stay committed to an idea to see how far you can take it. Then start yeah. the next one. But yeah, sorry, sorry for that time. First thing, like, when, if I if I have if I have an idea, like I can I can be very impulsive mm-hmm. and very just sporadic. You know what I'm so if I have an idea, yeah, because I kind of know my personality, and I, I g check myself, I do some research. If I don't think it's viable, mm-hmm. I dump it. You know what I'm how, how do you how do you how do you validate your ideas? Like how do you g check? Um. Peer review. Yeah. So obviously, so like my immediate, my immediate friendship circle, you know, parents, my brother, you know, and obviously just like just people and obviously just other people around me. Yeah. You know I remember we spoke about this as well. You had you had three things. You said whether it's kind of like whether you have a passion for it, whether it, it can make you money or something, whether you have the time for it as well. I can't remember. Uh, it's, it's in one of our episodes, if if you remember. You kind of I have to remember, wait, yeah. I remember what I said. Yeah, but it was I, along those lines anyway. Yeah, like, you have I, a passion for it. Yeah, that, an idea for me has to has to suit three things: passion, return on investment, and like longevity. Yeah. I guess. Because like you know, obviously, there's a lot of things that people release or people put out, but there's no longevity in it. Jam you know jam. Sure. Um, but I had this one idea, right? I'm not really gonna get. I'm not gonna get into get into where it is. But I had this one idea, and it's something that a lot of people are doing. It's, a, it's something that a lot, a lot of people are doing, but not what a lot of people are doing. Is that if that makes sense, right? You're not doing it the right way. You got a better mousetrap. Exactly. Um, so I thought, okay, how how can I make this different? How can I make this stand out? Yeah. So I said, cool. This, this is what people are doing. Let me think outside the box and just basically make, make that differentiator. So I just got on, I, bro, documentaries, Google. I'm up, bro, I'm, I think I even read, um, I even read an academic study. <laughs> to, 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 to do, you know what I mean? Like I just do, I just do bare research. Um, and then you just got, you just got to get cracking. Yeah. Like what I found is that a lot, a lot of people, right, they have an idea, they plan, 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 plan. And one thing my mentor said, he said, he said, he said, Alex, like, don't get too bogged down in, in, in the planning phase. The details. Do you know what I mean? Execute. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, that, I think that was, I don't, I don't think I'll ever, I don't, I don't think I'll ever forget that, do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, I'm results driven, do you know what I'm saying? I don't care what happens in between, as long as you get the result. So that's what I do. And people, people have told me, said, "No, like, shouldn't you, like, hold off a bit? Shouldn't you plan more?" I said, "No, G, you got to execute." That. Yeah. You know what I'm it's, it's important to have kind of your your model or kind of your plan or strategies to what you want. Like when, so for example, with our podcast, when we started it out, we talked about the vision, so what the big goal is, what we want to get out of this. We talked yeah. about our mission, why we're doing this. We talked about um, like the objectives of this, like what we're going to centre about, 
the topics, what type of guests we want, all that stuff. But bro, as we started the podcast, the more we do it, the more things kind of fall into place. You know what I mean? And that's with that's with everything. So like, a lot of the times you can hold yourself back from starting something because you're trying to. I need to get all the information together before I start. I need to have this vetted out business plan before I start. And a lot of the time, when you're starting a business, you're not going for, for example, like of course people are going for investment, but let's be real. More time when people are starting businesses, they're not going for investment first of all. Do you know what I mean? Like, and when you want to get investment, you need a proof of concept. So you need to start anyways. So there's no point trying to get that 100% kind of fully vetted out, bulletproof business plan, because things don't always get to plan. Like Mike Tyson says, everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face. So when you see setbacks, like when the coronavirus comes and you've got to record on Zoom, do you know what I mean? Like, that's when you got to, that's when you really see, see who's really built for it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you've got to find solutions. You've got to find other ways to kind of manoeuvre around that because plans don't always go to plan when we started out our, our ideas and all that stuff we were doing we didn't have what would happen in the case of a, a pandemic you know what i mean and hardly any business stars unless you're kind of the bigger guys who yeah cover all bases and that's probably a long time and then that's after they saw like the market crashes and stuff like that and they're like wow you need to get yeah. experience but for us guys starting out you never need to kind of have everything fully Vetted out, you figure it out along the way as well. Do you know what I mean? The thing is, you know, one thing, yeah, and shout out my boy Ish because he always reminds me of this message. Yeah, first thing, where's the money? If you have a business, if you don't know where the money's coming from, if you ain't got no idea, it's not a business. Yeah, go figure that out. We say, we say all the time, if your business is not making you money, it's a hobby, and that's super important for people to understand because. You can have an idea. Like when I started Review Plug, it was an idea. It was a hobby. Then when I was able to make it something that could bring value back in return, that's when it became a business. Do you know what I mean? When I started doing events, when I started selling merch. But when yeah. I started out just doing stuff, doing reviews, blog posts, and all that stuff, that was mostly something I was trying to turn to a hobby, and which is totally fine. Everyone starts out as a hobby, and not all hobbies need to be monetized. But if you want to start a hustle, it might start off as a hobby where you start baking, then you start selling it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. when you're trying to be into business, make sure your business is actually making you money because otherwise it's not really a business. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would say three, three big things for when you want to go into business or start your own business, right? So obviously the first thing is you said, where's the money coming from? Yeah. Um, outside the box thinking. Because obviously during lockdown, I've noticed that everyone started making their sprinkle cake. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? It's homogenous. It's the same thing. The only thing that's different is probably the sprinkles that are different colours. <laughs> so if you want to sell a product, if you want to sell something, if you want to provide a service, how is it different? Don't be a sheep. Do you know what I'm saying? 100%. And it's so simple. People can do that simply by packaging. Go in mm. that HMR with your packaging. I've not seen no different packaging. Do you know what I mean? I, I remember I you I remember you were talking about the girl with the eyelashes as well. Like we spoke about that that time where she was putting her eyelashes in like prescription boxes. Do you know what I mean? We said that yeah. in, the, in the Instagram live, and it's kind of like just going an extra mile and thinking outside the box to what am I doing different from my competitors? Just what mm. what kind of differentiates you? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And then you touched on it, packaging. How are you gonna package up the service? How are you gonna package up the product yeah. and put it in the audience's face? How did like show how a degree of empathy 
Put yourself, put yourself in the buyer's shoes, the user's shoes. How would you then react to that product or service? Sure. In the package? Do you know what I'm saying? Because I've seen some some mad mad creative things, and like for example, even something so basic. So for example, eyelashes, right? Bare people sell eyelashes. It's the same product, but what makes it different is the packaging. Like when I when I open a product, let's say for example, I open like a new pair of trainers, right? Or like an item of clothing, and it comes in the box. It's an experience. I want to sit down. I want to enjoy it. I want to take my time, smell it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So obviously, like. Make it very, make it very personable. Yeah, and, yeah. I, that, 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 that one word you just said, experience is so key, and so many people miss it. So many people miss it when you start businesses. You're offering an experience, also. Do you know what I mean? Like, for mm. example, when I started off, when I said websites, you're offering an experience, a shopping experience. Someone who's going shopping, they want it to be enjoyable. They want it to be easy. They want it to be fun. They want it to be engaging. When you're selling something as simple as sprinkle cake, bro, it's an experience. They wanna, they're they're in the mood for sprinkle cake, so they want to enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? So they're going for an experience. What's the experience to get the products first of all? Are you delivering it? Are they picking it up? How easy is it for them to get in contact with you? Do you know what I mean? How easy yeah. is it then for them to to eat it, to enjoy it? Like what are they getting out of it? And that's what people people kind of forget as well. And I've I've kind of been seeing this as well with kind of like a lot of like side hustles or a lot of hustles trying to be businesses and stuff like that like people are not mindful of kind of the experiences they're given like how how easy is it for someone to contact you for example if yeah. you're kind of a hair page like how easy is it for someone to book you or are your dates out there are your times out there are your prices out there do people have to dm you to get a booking from you or can people go to schedule.com and you have a page there or you have your own booking website, do you know what I mean? Like, how easy is it for people to contact you? How easy is it for people to get refunds? How easy mm. is it for people to ask questions? Like, that's yeah. why it's so important to have, like, frequently asked questions. Like, you, you're covering all the bases. Like, if someone's going to ask how long for my refund or how, what's your refund process, it's all there. Like, do you come to South London? Do you go to East London? Do you know what I mean? It's all mm. there. And that's what people should be mindful of. That's what makes it more, more enjoyable as a consumer. And that's what would help you as well. Because, bro, I've mm. seen them, man. There's times that I want to get into something like you see, like, a personal shopper, but they don't have a website. You've got a DM for prices. or it, mm. it's, it's a myth, bro. I'll just go elsewhere where it's already there. Uh, I don't want to DM you then wait a week for you to get back to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's fast mm. now. Everything's fast. Like, you don't, yeah. you don't have time to wait. Do you know what I mean? It should all be there by, like, me clicking on my, on my laptop. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, people yeah. got to be mindful of that as well. Like, you've got to make the experience as easy as it could be. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. No, I, agree. I agree. Yeah, like even the reason, even the reason why I asked as well, like how is business is because like at this time it's kind of shown how people got to be more digital. So whether it's like, like for example, artist management, like how can you like be more digital? Like how are people more able to survive on their own? How are people mm. more able to create on their own without kind of having like outside kind of experiences or whatnot? And even kind of like people being more creative now, like people actually having to think how I can be more engaging with my audience without actually having to, 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 to be physical. Do you know what I'm saying? Like now we're, we saw like the likes of Tory Lanez, we saw like Donny Swarms being super engaging and taking advantage of this time. But there's also artists who haven't really done much. And that kind of shows like, are yeah. they just performers or are they actually got a personable side as well where, people are into them where people follow them people want more of their life 
to see more of their lives and stuff like that. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's, super, it's a good thing. It's a super important thing to think about as well, especially in these kind of times. Now's just the time. It's just now's the time just to get creative, man. Yeah, for sure. With, with anything you do, like, and I think a lot of people are they're very apprehensive to push the boundaries and not take yeah. the risk. Hundred percent. And even no. even in our in our last in our Q Q and A we done on Instagram, someone asked like, how is it for um, like, have I got any advice for those who are searching for jobs in this time? And mm. like, I don't know, it might be a bit difficult for other fields, but like I always say, like it's always super important to to show yourself as a problem a problem um, solver um, as a solution provider because. Yeah. Like right now, there's so many problems going on, like, and people want solutions. Like I've seen it as well where I work. Like, like it's a, it's a global brand. Like there's a pandemic going on. They're looking for people who can help them out. So if someone comes with a pitch saying, "Okay, you guys are clearly having a problem with like your social media engagement. I've got an idea for you. Why don't I do this for you? Or why don't I build an engaging website? Or why don't I do that for you?" So if you're yeah. able to kind of and that's why people should also invest in getting skills. Do you know what I mean? You need skills that you can leverage. You need value that you can bring to the table. For example, mm -hmm. if you're digital now, if you're able to, able to build websites, if you're able to do UX, UI, if you're able to engage an audience as a, someone who's got a, a huge amount of followers, or if you're able to write copyright, to write good articles or whatever, like you have something to bring to the table. When, when you're able to bring this to, to a brand, to an organization, they're going mm -hmm. to be able to consider you more than someone else. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, like, if you're dropping CVs, everyone's dropping CVs. When they're looking through CVs, they want to see problem solvers. They want to see someone who can help us bring more money, bring a bigger audience, bring an audience they've not tapped into, bring more fans, more whatever, more followers, more, more, like, more, more less time on, 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 or more things, you know what I'm saying? They want someone who can solve problems. So when you're able to do that and you're able to pitch that, that will give you, that will lack in the, the chances, you know what I mean? That will higher, make the chances higher for you to get employed. So like, that's that's one of my main focuses, like people should, people should be more intentional about kind of who they want to work for, what they can bring to the table, why they want to work for them, because that's going to help you a whole lot more. And for, yeah. for me, for example, when, like searching for, for my job or for, for my next opportunity, I have like a list of companies I want to work for, work with like five, 10 max. And then I'm already clear on what I want to do. Like if I'm bringing a strategy or a solution to them being more engaged with the community or more engaged with the Gen Z, Gen Z years or whatever, I'm able yeah. to say like, I noticed you have this problem because you don't have these people in your team. I'm yeah. someone who's able to connect you with these guys this is why I should be offered this opportunity or this is why my pitch should be accepted and these yeah. are my prices. Do you know what I'm saying? It's more, it's kind of more easier for you to get yourself hired or working with these kind of companies than you're just saying applying for roles. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how they're going to be able to apply that to like finance or, or whatever, but if you could give your kind of corporate weight, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, yeah, so finance, right? Everyone does the same thing. Apply for energy level schemes, apply for a grad scheme, do this, do that. But the one thing that people don't do is cold call. Mm. Cool, like, fam, 
you'll be surprised what Google can, can do. Go on LinkedIn, find a person, bro, find a person's name, type their name in, now or find, or find the company that they work for, yeah, call up the company and say, oh, can I speak to, can I speak to um, Mr. John Smith? Why? Oh, um, about, it's about ABC, or, or even, or even, for example, even just say, oh yeah, I'm conducting research on, yeah. I remember when I was doing, when I was doing my DISO, right? Um, I, had to analyze, I had to analyze Monzo and how they're able to stay, um, maintain their strategic advantage within, within, the, within the marketplace. And um, I'd speak to the CEO. So I, said, I called up Monzo, I said, yo, look, um, you know, I'm doing research for my dissertation. I'm analyzing Monzo. Um, what's his name? Bloom something. I can't even remember. I wish I knew, bro. I can't remember his name. I said, yeah, but I said, in short, look, I said, I need to speak to your CEO. Um, you know, they actually, they tried to, they tried to call him. They actually tried to call him, um, like, three times, but he wasn't in the office. But, um, um, passed the message on, um, and he actually responded to me via email. Wow. Like, something like that, just, just cold calling. So think about, if you can, if you can just bypass that, right, and just say, look, I'm a young grad, or I'm an, I'm an eager grad looking to secure, secure a position in this company. Like, obviously, you might not be, um, you know, onboarding people for this specific role. Yeah. But is there any experience I, I can have yeah. um, you know, by working remotely? For sure. Even if even if it's doing market research for, mm-hmm. for some, or something yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's Bro, just, that's, so, that's so good, man. I, I feel like... Even even me, for example, I, I've always hated cold calling, but people underestimate the, the power of it. Do you, do you know what I mean? People underestimate, like, how connected we are. Like, the information's out there. Like you said, you'd be surprised what details you can get of Google. And mm. also, bro, consumer insights is so valuable. Like, people are not deep in how important yeah. or needed it is. Like, I've definitely noticed that in my, in my kind of role. So, obviously, I, I'm, I'm on a work placement, and seeing how brands are so detached to kind of their younger consumers to the urban consumers they mm-hmm. need people like us and that's what's kind of validated kind of why i do what i do because i know that i have this kind of leverage this connectivity that i can bring to bring to the table like you you undermine how important it is to say okay me and my friends are speaking about this and so Alex feels this way, Charles feels this way, Aya feels this way, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And then they'll see, like, okay, this is what the consumer thinks. Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, maybe us going with this kind of idea is not what we need to do. Like, let's ask the, the younger generation. And once you're able to, to package that and show, like, okay, like, I did a focus group, I spoke to five of my friends, this is what they're feeling, and this is what, this is how, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's, so, it's so important, people never... I don't know if other people are doing it, but I definitely, it clicks, it clicks like in this kind of period as well, because I've been feeding my team with insights like weekly on yeah. how, on how kind of everyone's feeling and what the Gen Zers are saying, what they yeah. the new normal will look like. It's up to my value, do you know what I mean? It's up my price, because now they're like, okay, raw, who else is going to be able to let us know how the Gen Z are feeling, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like people underestimate that and that's something they can bring to the table as well. Yeah. Like to, 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 to provide consumer insights 
you don't need to be mad specialized. You don't need a degree in it. You just need to be proactive. You need to ask people questions. You need to package it in a way that's digestible for the team or for your marketing director or for your CEO. And that can take you to the next level as well, bro. Like that's what I definitely hundred percent and and by providing value and kind of making yourself indispensable. Yeah. A lot of people let that go over their head and then you know they end up getting furloughed or they end up getting chopped from the company. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like value add is so important because it's it's a mutual exchange. Yeah. Right? Sure. You know um you exchange your time for money. The company exchanges their money for your value. Yeah, for sure. If you're not providing that value, you're gonna get cut, fam. Yeah. If you're adding value, superseding expectation, then you go higher up in the ranks. No, for sure. You know, I think, like, especially especially in finance, right? Because we have MDs, we have directors. So, like, you know, I work for a lot of senior people, and um, I've noticed that when I've, when people are speaking to these senior people. Tiptoeing, tiptoeing around, tiptoeing around, right? And I remember, you remember, um, I said to you when I first started, right? I had, I had a situation with one, with one of my managers, it didn't really go down well. So I thought, right, maybe I have to change. But no, nah, bro, like, fam, like, bro, if, 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 if you if you have a certain character, right? And like, now nah, let me, let me back you, let me back you. Like, obviously, so people are tiptoeing around, around his character, right? But they don't want that. Do you know what I'm saying? If something, if, they, if so, like, they'll always, like, senior people will always give you work that's with an unrealistic deadline. Yeah. And this is just one example. You can't just say, oh, yeah, I can do it, knowing it's too much. You need to have that confidence, push back and say, cool, I can't do this because of X, Y, and Z, right? If you want this delivered, it's gonna have X amount of risk. Then you put the ownership back on them. Are you prepared to take that? Are you prepared to take that risk and own that risk and then report that to your senior? So you put the ownership back on them. Yeah. And, that, and then that says that that says to them, right, you know what? This guy's actually taking a step back and thought about what, what he's doing. Yeah. And and and, and so because I'm more in the creative side, that's very, very similar as well, in a, in a sense of like always speaking up, always being visible with what you're working on, always telling people what you're working on, rather than holding your, your cards close to your chest, you know what I mean? Yeah. For example, yeah. I come from working like by myself or working with a few people and just hustling, just getting things done. We spoke about this earlier, innit? Well, yeah. like, I'm kind of outgrowing or having like growing pains because now I'm learning that I have to be more visible, telling people what I'm working on, even though it's not completed yet or telling people my progress, telling people, just because people always want to know what you're doing. People can yep. learn from you as well when you show them yep. what you're doing. People can see that, okay, if it's to do with this matter, Alex Shivs is the best person to go with because Shivs is currently doing a project on that. Do you know what I mean? So, it's yeah, yep. like you said, it's, it's always good to kind of speak up and always let people know like what's on your mind or giving them honest feedback as well because like you know there's so many yes men and like you can easily say yeah cool i'll get you that project done but in your head you know that it's probably not going to be the best best That's level and just like now obviously where i'm like kind of managing and leading my team right i've noticed alex is a leader now bro <laughs> like bro like having good management stuff i've realized is so key so so key, and I've worked with some dickheads before. If I'm, you know what I'm saying, 
and it's so key. So what, like one thing I said to my team, I said, listen, like if I tell you, if I say something, you don't agree with it, don't be a yes man. Push back, tell me, tell me your rationale. And then we can argue it out. Best man wins. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> Obviously not literally argue, but yeah. you know, they'll say their rationale, I'll say my rationale, you know what I'm saying? And like, what was it, I think it's called 360 feedback. I give feedback to them and they give feedback to me. You know what I'm saying? And I think, and I, and I embodied what you told me. And you said, yeah, build a team so strong you don't know who the leader is. And that's so key because like, I've structured, I've kind of structured the team, yeah, where if I was to leave tomorrow, it will be as if I haven't left them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They can, like, they can rejig, someone can slot in and just, they'll get, they can support one another. And bro, that's that's amazing as well because that's lack of ego. Do you know what I mean? That's mm, that's yeah. lack of ego. That's lack of pride. Like you want your team to win regardless. Like that's what that's what it means. And I've been watching the last dance, and obviously, like even with Jordan, the way he pushes his team is never so he could be the best. It's because he wants his team to win. Do you know what I mean? And it's never the fact that you want to be the best man on the court. Do you know what I mean? Is that you collectively as a team? as an organisation, you want it to be the best. So you push people to be the best. And that's kind of what you're embodying as well. So that's dope, man. That's, that's powerful. And the thing is that like, I kind of like, where it's like if someone's, if someone's basically kind of not belittling as my team member, but basically like um, kind of trying to Make throw shit on their work. Mm. Ah, don't, don't do that to my team yeah. member, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Don't, like, we're, we're sick, we're hard, do you know what I'm saying? Don't yeah. do that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, and I think, like, a lot of people, when they step into that leadership position, they think, oh, you know what, I need to stand, I need to do this, I need to do that. It's not just, a, there's no I in team. Yeah, for real. You're only as strong as your weakest link, do you know what I'm saying? No facts. And you're not a no, like, I'm, bro, I'm not a no, fam. Like, my, my reporting on project numbers is dead. I'm bloody dyslexic. I miss stuff. I ask questions three or four times. Do you know what I'm saying? I can't even, bro, I struggle to take meeting minutes. Do you know what I'm saying? But when I'm on that meeting, because, you know, I've then built that relationship with, yeah. with, with my, with my um, team members, they know for a fact that, like, I'm not out to get them. I'm, I'm there to help them. Yeah. They're there to help them. Do you know what I'm saying? That's the best. I got, I, you know what? I've got the book here, yeah? Cause I know I quoted it wrong. I've got the book. Let me find it. Yeah. Peter F. Drucker, managing oneself. Read this book because it says in this book, right, where your weaknesses are. Fill them with people. Yeah, and I, and I realize what he means now. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't try and build up a weakness because it might take you a while. Mm -hmm. If someone else can do it, I'm just say, yo, help yeah. me with this. Have no ego. Yeah, you know what I'm focus saying? on your strengths and. Always feel like the weaknesses of those who are much better at you. And that's also being able to be self-aware, being able to know where your blind spots yeah. are, where you lack, where you're best at, yeah. where you should focus on, where you should put your energy on as well. You know, that's super important. We've got to talk a bit more about management one day because I, I feel like I a lot of people kind of have a huge misconception around it, you know what I mean? And sometimes you're naturally put in that leadership position because of, either an opportunity comes or you're working with other people, people are working yeah. for you and people kind of go around it the wrong way. Like, so yeah. you've got to cover that, cover that one day, man. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, man, quickly, um, just want to really ask like how, how you've been dealing with, with things this lockdown 
and kind of like any advice for those who are kind of going through it right now? Um, lockdown, if you're, if you're going through it, like obviously gyms are closed, right? That's my sanctuary. That's why I go, I have my me time. I, I go there, I meditate when I'm pumping the iron, do you know what I'm saying? And obviously that's, that's no longer available. Create a new outlet. So now I bang Xbox, bro. Call of Duty Warzone, I'm banging that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Work out, I go for a run. A couple of weeks ago, the first time I experienced runner's high. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And um, I, go on, I go on drives. So yeah. what I do, um, there's an area about 20 to 30 minutes away from me, bro. Like million pound houses, yards mm-hmm. are massive, gardens are like bloody fields. Bro, I just go take a drive around there, you know, get some inspiration. I think, re strategize. Jumps in, and as I said, when when you're when you're in the same routine, it's very laborious, like it's very arduous. Jumps in, so do something to switch up that routine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that and that's what I've been doing, man. Yeah. What about, cool. what about so, what, what bro? Firstly, you? firstly, do you know what? Yeah, I'll be so honest with you. Yeah, I'm not being hard on myself at all. Like, mm-hmm. I've actually, like, I'm understanding when a pandemic, like. People are dying, bro. Like shit is happening. So like, there's no point in me being hard on myself, man. Like being like, oh shit, man. I ain't, I ain't done this yet, or like, why am I just in bed on Netflix? Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't be too hard on yourself, cause like, do you like, bro? You have every reason to be sad. You have every reason to be in a mood that like, you're seeing bad news every day. So it's just kind of like, just be mindful of like the situation we're in. So don't try and push yourself too much. That. Like, oh, yeah, you need to reach this goal, you need to start this business, you need to start this page, you need to do that. Just taking it easy, man, taking it day by day, man, really and truly, like, every every other day, like, every new day is a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Like, just being able to, to see another day. So I'm super, super easy on myself right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm journaling a bit as well, because, like like I said, like, when, when you're kind of writing things down, you kind of, like, relieve your, your stress and really have that freedom from having, holding things in your head. Now you kind of got on a paper you're able to move on so I kind of journal kind of daily or every other day just checking with how I feel um luckily I'm still working as well so I'm just getting my work done speaking mm-hmm. to speaking to people as well I'm on PS4 I'm on Netflix you get me I'm jogging as well so I've got a country park near me as well that I just jog through like 30 minute route like mm-hmm. nice few nice fresh air pushing myself as well because like I don't I don't love it but it's much more easier now that the more I do it so it's kind of, yeah, just kind of being able to, like you said, shake things up, push myself. And I'm about to start going on drives, man. I've got an error near me as well. I, that that inspiration is needed, man. I, I love mm. it. It helps a lot. Needed, bro. Because, like, I remember, yeah, like, obviously, I'll, t- I'll tell you about my idea offline. Um, I remember I had, like, I had the idea, right? Two days went by. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get a cracking. I went on that drive. I came back, bro. I was up to like three a.m. and just doing my research, just getting it cracking. You know what I'm saying, finding suppliers. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's needed. You know what I mean? And if you can't, if you can't go for a drive, just try and just try and embody kind of what you want out of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reading as well. Reading, reading has helped as well. I posted mm-hmm. a post earlier about I started well, reading The Secret as well. On that, on that point, right? I want to throw out some books. Cool. That, that might be that might be helpful to some people. And bear in mind, I'm not a big reader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But as I said, as you can see, like some, some of these books are like have been started and not finished, but I've got some value. So managing oneself by Peter F. Drucker. It's a very small read. Um, one of my EDs has told me to read this five book five times. Um, so I'm actually gonna read it again. Um, Rise by Patty Azzarello. Um, basically, advancing your career, stand out as a leader. Lies Poker, um, written by Michael Lewis, author of The Big Short. You know, this is quite funny. It gives you an insight as to like kind of trading and kind of the financial, financial world. The, the intelligence trap is pretty good. Can't exactly remember um, what it exactly is about, but on the front it says why smart people do stupid things and how to make wise decisions. Um, you know, for my religious folk out there, if you're Christian like myself, God at Work is a very good book. Um, it kind of basically teaches you how to kind of balance your religious life as well as kind of your career. And my all-time favorite, The End of Alchemy by Mervyn King. He was the ex-CEO of the Bank of England. So this basically talks about um, the financial the financial sector, um, kind of how um, the financial crisis came to pass and what kind of financial institutions should be doing in the future or what strategy they should adopt um, to prevent another crisis, to, to prevent them from going under, even though they got bailed out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like, and, I, and I read this book cover to cover, like, and I'm not a big reader, but this had me hooked. You know what I'm saying? That sounds solid. I've got a couple of self-help books there. I'm not going to reach for it, but um, mm. one's um, The Alchemist by Apollo Coelho, I think. Um, the Richest Man in Babylon, as well mm. as um, The Secret, The Daily Sto Stoic, as well as, um, um, what's the other one? Um, but yeah, I, it's on our Q&A section as well, on my top, yeah. top five yeah. as well, so people can check it out. But yeah, man, once again, guys, we thank you all for listening. Um, different, different kind of pattern today and for the next few weeks. So we're able to get back in the studio, but we're, we're able and grateful to, to still be able to connect with our audience, to still be together in kind of like the digital age. We thank God. But yeah, man, we just hope everyone's safe out there. Everyone's having, like, is everyone's positive, everyone's productive, or everyone's trying to stay positive and productive. Everyone's trying to make the most out of the situation as well and stay hopeful. Mm -hmm. um, we thank you for tuning in again. Um, wish you all the best with everything you're doing. Like we always yeah. say, like, don't be, don't be shy to like reach out to us, ask for advice or help or anything. You kind of want to tell us to follow us in. And remember, like, share, subscribe, drop us an email, drop us a DM, reach out. If you, as, as Shub said, if you want advice, we can have a chat. Like, you guys have access to us. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, not, you know, we're not bougie. Fam. Have, you, have, you, have you got a word for the week, bro? Uh, word for the week. It's not really a word for the week, but it's just my, one of my sayings, get it cracking. And what that means is if you want to do something, you have time, take your time, do your research, do your due diligence. Don't sit on it. Make sure you execute. Yeah, execute, yeah. Focus exactly. on execution, not perfection. Exactly. 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 Like perfection, perfection will come. Um, and like a lot, a lot of success 
it's serendipitous. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For those who don't don't know what that means, made by mistake. Mm. Learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Powerful. So serendipity is very powerful. So. Powerful, powerful. Love that man. Mm-hmm.